0: The Daily Burst from the Bubble returns with Volume 2, coming up next. You are listening to the Crown Refs Podcast, the audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. game. Thank you for listening to Episode 107 of the Crown Refs Podcast. This is Daily Burst from the Bubble, Volume 2, our article series dedicated at highlighting and showcasing the best basketball officials in the world, which are the NBA officials. In this episode, we look back at game two of the Celtics versus Raptors Eastern Conference semifinal series with our featured official being Zach Zarba. You can find this article series exclusively at crownrefs.com. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. We are going to uh, send it to our NBA beat writer, John Madison. So without further ado, I ship it to you, John. Take it away. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Daily Burst from the Bubble, Volume 2. Super, super excited to be with you in this segment featuring the Raptors versus Celtics in Game 2 of their Eastern Conference series here in this playoff season. Um, quick intro here. Uh, would really recommend that you go to crownrefs.com and go along with this. You can check out the article and read through it as we're, we're going through the play here. Um, as well, crownrefs.com is a great resource and a gold mine for all officiating and all referee content. Uh, you can really learn a lot from just um, navigating the website. But I would highly recommend you read along Daily Burst from Volume 2. We're going to take you through it here. So quickly wanted to introduce the play and really everything going on in our featured play for volume two. Zach Sarba is our lead official and Zach is the official who we're spotlighting in this specific play. And what, he, what, what, what occurs here is Zarba calls an out of bounds play on Marcus Smart after making a key no call. And a lot of, a lot of people, especially when I was watching the game, I was watching it on TV uh, live. You'll see that they thought it was a foul on Marcus Smart, but as you'll see, we're going to take it through Zarba and, and Zach exactly what his mindset was in making the correct no-call and then making an even better um, out-of-bounds violation on Marcus Smart. So I'm going to take you through it. It happens with 35 seconds left, excuse me, in the fourth quarter between the Celtics Raptors. Celtics actually held a three-point lead at the time of this play, and Zach was joined by his crew members, Tony Brothers, Sean Corbin, as well as Leon Wood uh, is the alternate crew member um, for the game on game two of Celtics versus Raptors. But before we even get into the play, as you know, these daily bursts of the bubble really are looking to give you an inside look on the play, the officials, what they made, what the call they made, how they made it, and why they called it. But what we also like to provide you guys is a resource and kind of a, a way of seeing what these officials went through to get to where they're at right now. Um, Refereeing in the NBA playoffs is is quite the accomplishment and we wanna provide you guys some information just to see, okay, maybe it's your first or second year officiating, you wanna make it to college or maybe the NBA someday. We wanna provide you um, the information just to show you exactly what these officials, these veteran officials, their experience, their history and how they got to be where they are today. So before we get into play, let's give you Zach Zarba's Bio Burst. Zach Zarba, our featured official of Daily Burst from Bubble Volume 2. Very excited to introduce Zach as he is now in his 17th season as an NBA official, officiating over 1,000 regular season games, as well as 92 playoff games, not including this year. So it's no, there's no question that Zach is extremely experienced and no stranger to pressure no stranger to playoff experience. And I'm sure being in the 17th season here, um, as an NBA official, he's officiated some of the best players our game has seen. Now, before the NBA, the, the way Zach got to the NBA, he officiated in the G League, which was big. He did that for two years and actually spent two years refereeing in the International Basketball League. Um, in addition to refereeing Internationally, Zach had three years of collegiate experience and he was a member of crews in the ACC, SEC, Colonial, as well as Atlantic Sun and Ohio Valley. Um, So you can see Zach has really paid his dues now being in his 17th year in the NBA. Um, Very well known. um, In my opinion, he's one of the the referees I think of when I think of NBA officials. Um, Maybe that's just because of how many times I've seen him on TV. And refereeing in, in such big time and spotlighted games, but especially this season, I um, mean, he's done a wonderful job. And even before, we're going to take it back into this history here, but even before his collegiate experience level, he he refereed high school basketball in Brooklyn, New York. So really made the entire NBA official journey, refereeing high school, collegiate, G League, and now into the NBA. And you'll see that with a with a number of our spotlighted officials here in our Daily Burst from the Bubble series here. Um, we're gonna really excited to show you um, upcoming volumes, especially Volume 4. We're really going to spotlight and get into the history of one of our fi- highlighted officials, so stay tuned for the remaining Bursts from the Bubble volumes. But well, that's just a little bit on Zach. Wanted to give you some insight in how he got to the NBA, some of his experience before getting to the NBA, and um, hopefully that gives you some insight to his story. Um, and maybe next time you see him on TV um, or wherever you consume content for NBA, you'll know, okay, he, he up high school, he repped G League, he repped college, and now he's where he's at. So that's Zach Sarba, and let's get into the play. On to the play itself. So like I mentioned before, the play really begins with Siakam driving to the hoop. And you'll see at the moment of the drive, I'm going to circle here, Tony Brothers, the trail official on the play number 25. Um, he's officiating the trail at the moment. And what you'll see here is, the, with Siakam here with the ball, before he even drives, that player is in his primary covering area, his coverage area. And you'll see his eyes, Tony Brothers, follow Siakam all the way down to the lane. Um, and Fred Van Fleet, we'll get into it here in a second as he sets the pick, but Fred Van Fleet actually disrupts Tony Brothers, his direct view of the play. So what I love that Tony Brothers does is he actually adjusts his viewing and we say, um, really look to get a better angle, be a positioning pro we say, we said that on volume one, and we get inside in some um, later volumes as well. But if being a positioning pro really allowed Tony brothers to get a better angle at the play. So let's let's run it through here. I'm gonna press play. See, picked by Banfleet here. And this is really where brothers sight gets kind of cut off by Fred VanVleet. Fleet. So press play. He's not able to see, and you'll see Tony Brothers, here look, makes one large slide to his right. So he's able to continue watching Siakam drive to the lane since that player still is in his primary covering area. Um, Brothers, that's, that's his play right now, and he identifies legal guard position in a clean strip and steal. As soon as Smart makes the athletic save, which I'll play here in a second, um, Brothers recognizes he is now the new lead with a fast break going the other way. So that being said, Brothers is not focused on the end line, the out-of-bounds line, where our featured official Zach Zarba as the lead official is, since that is not his responsibility and that transfers over to Zarba. So I'm gonna play it through here. You'll see Brothers slides up, like I said, to get a better angle be a positioning pro Sees Smart with a legal, perfect guarding position. No foul called. And then we're just going to press play here. Strip, and then Smart saves it. Now, as you can see, Brothers is already making his way down court since he is the new lead, and he notices Jalen Brown's leading the charge on a fast break going the other way. But the play goes back to the out-of-bounds line, the end line here, with Zach Sarba calling, out-of-bounds violation on Marcus Smart. Um, So we're going to take it back here, look at it one more time. Siaka makes the drive. Smart strips and smart saves by throwing it backwards. But look at Zarba's eyes. We'll get in here a second on our mechanics and positioning section and some action steps and exactly the play calling that went behind it. But look at Zarba's eyes pointed directly at the end line. He's not looking at um, where the ball is right now, since his primary focus should be with Smart out of bounds, with Siakam out of bounds, um, and then he can focus on the play itself. So he does a great job, and he's in perfect position um, to make the correct call. So Arbello recognizes the clean strip and immediately brings his attention to the end line. And as you can see, like I just said before, take a look at his eyes. He's focused on Smart's feet and whether or not he gets rid of the ball before stepping on the line. Um, and if, if you're reading along online we, we have a great great image of Zarba pointing to the line as he makes this call and like I said before we'll dive deeper once we get into the game management and communication section but it really appears um, of course not knowing what goes on behind closed doors in terms of this crew and what they do pre-game but it's really clear that Zarba and brothers as well as the rest of the crew had communicated their positioning and their primary coverage responsibilities in their pregame conversations. Obviously, without knowing their decision, as every crew can handle it different, it appears the drive starting in the trail. So this would be Tony Brothers. If a drive started in his position back here, um, and a drive went to the lane, that would be his primary coverage area all the way to the hoop. Um, of course, it's followed by the trail and picked up by the lead if it is in their PCA. Um, of course, as, as with every um, play, officials strive to put themselves in the best position to make the most accurate call decision. So let's take a look at this play one more time, and then we're going to get into some action steps and what you can really um, get from this daily burst from bubble and move forward with it. So we're just going to press play here. Brothers in the, in the trail, excuse me. to the right, clean strip. Zarba calls a violation out of bounds. We're gonna watch this play go through a little bit um, and we'll get into some action steps. Zarba does a wonderful job just having a great angle at it. Stockholm drives all the way down. Clean strip saves it but you'll look at Zarba's eyes right on the end line. Zarba was in a perfect position to make a call wasn't flustered at all, it was calm, knew his responsibility, and look at that, pointing right at the line. Cause that's where his eyes were the entire time. And it was a tough call that ended up going to the monitor and the officials ended up getting it right. Um, but we're just gonna watch this play go through a few more times and we'll give you some action steps. Um, number one, angles. You'll see two great examples of how important angles really are when it comes to being a position. Like we mentioned, Brothers being the trail official, he secured perfect position by just sliding one step over to his right in order to get the best angle of that drive as Van Fleet kind of disrupted him. And really what he was looking for was legal guarding position and following the play all the way through. For Zarba, our highlighted official, the tape shows just how his focus shifts from deeming a legal play uh, to scanning the end line for Smart's feet when having his eye on the, his hands as well as the ball at the same time. So what this means for you as an official, we really found that if you can strive to always get your best angle, if you're, out, if you're stuck in a position that doesn't give you a good view of the play, you're responsible for, move. There, there's no rules against you moving around as an official. So your job should always be focused on getting the correct calls. And if the way to get that correct calls means you moving and getting a better angle and better positioning, that means you must do it. So really all about angles and Zach Sarba, as well as Tony Brothers does this perfectly. So we're gonna get into the play itself, but hopefully that gave you an inside look on Zach Sarba where his focus was from start to finish and how his focus on his primary coverage area was executed perfectly. Moving into the gameplay and the calling of the play and violation exclusively, we're going to run you through how zarba shows great poise in making his way to the out-of-bounds violation he uses his whistle hands especially to explain the call being made um obviously this one went to the monitor but really zarba did a wonderful job and an area officiating that will only continue to grow with technology advances is the instant replay and you know there's been a lot of scrutiny especially the last two or three years and um going to the replay does it slow the game down Um, Does technology um, take away the human element of the game? Um, But to others, having technology, and surely what I believe, it it aids officials to make the correct calls. Like I said before, officials' jobs are to make the correct calls. And if there's technology that can help this, that's wonderful, Um, as well as serving the game the way it should be. So like I said before, and we've taken a look at this clip already, but Zarba's call on the floor was out of bounds as smart, was in the right in terms of the clean strip but Zarba makes a correct call and the ball was in Smart's hand at the time that he did make the pass. As you can see here ball is in his hand and his foot is on the end line. So you can obviously tell how difficult a call this was for Zarba as well as the the crew looking at the monitor. You know something that you can slow down. It, It may seem obvious at that time but Really making this call in real time was extremely impressive by by Zarb. And I'm, I'm very impressed that um, the monitor showed exactly what his call was in real time. So props to, props to Zach on that. Um, as you can imagine, super hard call to make, especially in late game with 30 seconds left um, in a playoff series where it's such a close game. Um, and as you can see, even after we looked at multiple angles of the play, slow motion, Just super great that Zarba can make this call with such confidence. As we said before, his eyes were focused on the end line. Perfect focus, perfect poise. Um, So great job on Zach. So some action steps for you, even if you're not an NBA official yet, or even a collegiate official, understanding when to use replay is really vital, just to understanding the game from all levels. And maybe you're a high school official and replay isn't something that you guys use to determine close calls or coaches challenges, whatever the case might be. But in the article, I'm not going to run through everything here, but in the article, we outline exactly when officials in the NBA go to the monitor to um, review plays. So I'm just going to run through a quick film here, but they can review any out of bounds play that occurs within the last two minutes in the fourth quarter and the last two minutes of overtime, when the play is not reasonably certain as to which player caused the ball to go out of bounds now obviously this one they knew it was out of bounds by Marcus smart it was underneath two minutes with thirty five seconds left so that is why they went to the monitor and just my last point here it's in the article as well but officials may conduct an instant replay review whenever they're not reasonably certain as to which team should be awarded possession as you know with every burst from the bubble, we cover three areas. And our last one that we're covering is game management and communication. An area of officiating that doesn't really get talked about as much as it should, in my opinion. Um, It seems to be that people focus on the play calling um, itself and not necessarily the communication, the game management, and really what goes on, not only behind the scenes, but really what is going on when officials talk to themselves amongst coaches, amongst players. But we're focusing on in personal volume two is the pregame as well as the replay monitor and really what goes on there so we're just gonna get into it now Um, anytime a play goes to the monitor communication is obviously on the forefront but in addition to the players coaches and now virtual fans potentially hounding you to make the call in their team's favor favor there is a lot of elevated pressure as you can imagine especially with playoff basketball coming on but What you notice in this specific instant with Zach Sarbaugh, our lead official, is their commitment to communicating to each other as they discussed the call um, before they finally made their final declaration to the official score table. So take a look at the clip again, and you'll see they did a lot of talking before they actually made their final ruling, after they were even done looking at the clip. So I thought that was very interesting, just to make sure everyone was on the same page. If a coach did ask either of the three officials, they would all have consistent messaging and they would all know what to say um, as they had their their one voice for their final ruling. Um, And like I just said a few few moments ago, that pregame communication. So if you're a newer official, maybe you're not um, a part of high school basketball yet, maybe you're you're still officiating on the youth level, Um, something that is an area that doesn't really get talked about isn't very intriguing or exciting to officials is what's called the pregame routine. Um, now, I'm sure as a, if you played basketball, you'd have a pregame routine. Maybe you'd eat a, eat a meal, uh, maybe do your stretches, get warmed up. But for officials, when we talk about pregame communication in our pregame routine, um, that's a little different. And what it is, is it's the crew members getting together in the locker room before the game and discussing certain things. So we've listed a good number of pre-game items that you may find useful. And really what it is, is just topics for you to talk to your your crew members with before you get into the game so that when you do come into the game, you're fully prepared to know how to approach this situation. So I'm just gonna run through a a few of them here, but um, it's very useful um, before you, you tip off. And a few of them are going through specific rules, Um, points of emphasis. Maybe you had a game that you officiated last week or a few days ago where hand checks were a problem, making sure you give the shooter enough room to land as that's always a topic that gets discussed amongst coaches and players. But really what I like to do is if there's recent rules or plays that we witnessed, I like to just go through them and give them examples of what happened as well as mechanics and positioning during a live or dead ball Um something that is also very important and something I do is maybe even um a few hours before the game or maybe in the morning of your game, just take a quick glance and read through your rule book. Really if you can familiarize yourselves with all specific rules, time when it comes to a game where you have to make one of these close calls and a call where isn't as um it doesn't happen all the time. Like it's not just a travel, it's not just a jump ball call. Um Knowing what to do in those situations will only make you sharper as an official. You'll look more professional, um, and you'll only make your move yourself up in terms of levels that you're officiating. Other things you can talk about in your pregame, primary coverage areas. Like I mentioned on the Daily Burst from Level Volume 2 here with Brothers and Zarba, they most likely, of course, I don't know for a fact, but they, it appears that they – talked about this in the pregame in terms of who has primary coverage area on a drive um, starting in from the trails area moving down to the lane. So brothers watched that play all the way through as Siakam drove down and then Zarbath picked it up as it got into his primary area and he was focused on the end line. So that could have been an area that was discussed in their pregame communication and routine. Of course other things double whistle situations never would be wanting to blow the whistle to officials as you know we need to be focusing on our primary coverage areas as well as something that I always talk about in my pregame routine is last shot coverage so you may not be able there, there, there may there may not be a timeout where you're able to discuss with your crew members of okay who's watching shot clock who's watching game clock who's watching shooter in the hand to make sure the ball is out in time all of this should be discussed pregame so you know how to approach that when it does come to the time and you're not able to discuss with your other officials. So those are just some action steps especially coming to the game management and communication. Pre-game, something very vital, not talked about enough at all. Um, Of course with the last part of our Daily Burst from Bubble Volume 2, we're just going to do some quick bubble bursts, some quick summary items in case you wanted to get some quick quick hitters on really everything that went down here especially with Zach Zarba and his crew. Um, So we're just going to run through the three areas mechanics positioning, play calling, as well as game management and communication. So for mechanics and positioning, angles are everything. Always move to put yourself in the best position to have the most ideal angle within your primary coverage area. Really avoid to being stacked is what we call it um, where your coverage is blocked so you never want to being single file line with the defensive offensive player and and yourself you want to be be able to have that angle and really be able to see your primary coverage area and there's no rules as moving as an official you can move all you want always make sure you're making the correct call and the way to get the correct calls is to have the best position next play calling be confident in your call you're the expert you're the one getting paid to make the call um, and when it comes to using instant replay some there's some great points here I'm on crownrefs.com, um, visit the article, and we gave you some instances when you do go to the replay and the monitor in the NBA. So take a look at those; those are huge. And lastly, like we just discussed, game management and communication, pregame routine, pregame conversation amongst crew members, very important, very very vital to not only your success as a ref moving up in the ranks, but also um, you guys are a unit as a team. Um, the the teams meet and they have their pregame talks with their coaches and their players, you as an official need to have these pregame routines and conversations with your crew member as you guys are one unit looking to make all the correct calls um, in order to serve the game the way it should be. That being said, that's all we got for daily burst from bubble volume two between the Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors. Really exciting um, segment here um, and looking forward to continuing to give you the best refing and officiating content in the game today. So like I said before, visit crownrefs.com, Visit, check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, um, where we share um, content daily. Um, great resources as well as you just want to familiarize yourself with some different rules, mechanics, and just becoming a better referee at the end of the day. So let's connect if you have any questions on how to um, implement some of these things within your game um, as we are, approaching basketball again, especially in in the high school um, and collegiate levels. Let's connect and we'd love to hear from you and how you're doing and what everything's going on in your area. Um, But yeah, that's Daily Burst from Bubble Volume 2. Talk to us and we're looking forward to bringing you more content every single day. Certainly.